What's good, everyone? It's Matty G here with you for The Crossover, our weekly show to finish your week strongly on your Sundays in NBA fantasy action, but also get you primed for the week ahead. We'll break down all the injury news, the latest, who to stream, who not to stream, what waiver targets you might have, and get you sorted for an absolutely big week four of action, a somewhat plateaued action week. We'll have a look at that one. We'll discuss that more and the latest in the NBA up after this. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Now, before we get down to business, I do want to make a special announcement. We have a brand new sponsor here on the pod. Bonus Bank is Australia's number one matched betting site, and they are now on board with us. Now, match betting is Australia's most profitable side hustle. You can take advantage of bookmaker bonus bets and promotions to make a risk-free, like just such a low-risk, tax-free income every week. With the help of Bonus Bank's tutorials and tools, you can start making your first profit by finding edges like enhanced odds, sign-up bonuses, and money-back action today. Now, it is absolutely free to join and make your first 75 bucks, which is great. But for less than $2 a day, you can upgrade to a premium account and unlock 12 courses that cover all aspects of match betting and advanced promo strategies to help you make your buck go further. The best thing about that is if you use promo code INSIGHT, you'll get 25% off your first month to any of their premium subscriptions. So use INSIGHT, get yourself 25% off your first month and start making some coin to learn how bonus bets work and convert them easily into cash with Bonus Bank. Get involved today because their members can earn up to $2,500 in the first two months with low risk-free investments by following the tutorials. Use promo code INSIGHT, get your premium bonus bank account today. Look, they do say that love is a battlefield and so is the NBA because your love for it is probably running rampant on your fantasy rise. If you've got an IR spot, you probably need two IR spots. There are so many guys out with injuries in the NBA, it's ridiculous. I said it last week and they continue to stockpile. And so that is performing Pretty much is going to take center stage very, very soon. But I guess the big one is this one. Yeah, look, the biggest news of the day, unfortunately, is Kelly Oubre being hit by a car when out for a walk, who was going to miss significant time this season. That's a shame for him. He's going to be out for at least 25, 30 games, one would think. But he'll be back later in the season. Look, he was starting to... look. I'm not going to besmirch the guy. He just got hit by a car. But he was tapering off from that really hot start where Tsunami Papi was a, a must-roster guy. His inefficiencies had crept in. Look, he is who he is at the end of the day. He's an elite scorer. It doesn't offer you much outside of that. And the flashes were really, really nice. So I think the thing that we need to look at here is who's going to benefit the most. Luckily, they have no shortage of weapons they can roll out there now after the James Harden trade. I would expect to see possibly, look, Tobias Harris has been steady as a rock. Houses Harris has been an absolute rock in that organization. Embiid is playing again at an MVP caliber. Maxi, insane. De'Anthony Melton, check your leagues. He has been dropped in a lot of leagues because of his inefficiencies. I picked him up recently when he was trending and then he didn't play well. Guys are always in fantasy, keen to drop a guy who's not performing well. And in fact, he's only rostered in 59% of Yahoo leagues. Now, again, 33% from the field, 10% from the field. Woeful. But before that, he was 400, it was 500, 300, 160, 
444. DeAnthony Melton has been dropped in a lot of leagues. Now, a lot of the burden is going to take is be on those on the starting five for this team without Kelly Oubre there. He'd slotted into that spot. They've got other guys there now. They've got Batum. They've got Rocco. They've got Morris they can roll out. They're not short of it. They've been playing incredibly well, the Philadelphia 76ers. There's no need to stress on what they're doing and not doing. But there was some flashes. That, like The nine field goal attempts is nice. The two threes is nice. But Melton does offer you a, a very solid fantasy game. He's been a permanent stud for a long time, and he's been slow this season. Like He's been slow. But what he gives you is valuable, especially if his free throw percentage, which has been crap the last couple of games, comes back up. Look, he got 500, zero from two, and 500. But Melton is worth an add, especially now. I think the emphasis on him, he's going to get a lot of open looks. He will play better. He is better than this. The three steals are nice. He's he's stolen the ball in every game. So the steals that he gets in is nice. The assists have been there. The rebounds, he chips in across the board. Melton's efficiencies could continue. Let's watch their next game and see who gets the minutes for Kelly Oubre. Is it going to be the, the hero returned in Robert Covington and he can get some value out? Just let's be, does Paul Reed slot into the starting lineup of all things? Like we, we don't know what's going to happen yet. The 76ers obviously have to take a hot second and it's just focusing on Oubre and prayers out to him for a very speedy recovery here. But Kelly Oubre is a big name to watch and just how that rotation shapes out now in Philadelphia. Because I'm thinking that you're going to see a little bit more from Anthony Melton becoming more efficiency, taking on in that starting lineup. He hasn't been good and he's available in 40% of Yahoo leagues. He's better than that. In a 14-team league, you absolutely have to smash that. 100% he's an ad in a 14-team league because he'll get better. And the second that he puts it together and he becomes consistent, well, you're going to miss out. You can bench him if you don't want to tank your field goal percentage. If you need some peripheral stats, if you need those steals in a tight week, roll him out there. Just have a look. You're in a 14-team. If you're in a 14-team league, your waiver wire is going to be thin. How many starting five guys that offer you that range of statistics are you going to find out there? Not a lot. He is one to watch in the shakeout of this one. But because the injuries have been thick and fast, I guess it's time to do a little bit of a whip around the league, a bit of an injury update to see how that's going to impact this week of NBA action. Yeah, and there's a lot of leg problems going around the NBA. Let's start with that one. Look, in the Atlanta Hawks, we'll go through the teams. I'll whip through them really quickly. That way we can see who's going to be out. We can establish that now, and we can look for our waiver targets and talk about games, what day games are on, who are we looking at for those games, and why we're looking at them. And why we look at a lot of guys is because of injuries on teams and when they're expected to return. So for Atlanta this week, Kobe Bufkin is still out. Till about the 17th, 18th of November, according to team listings, no real impact there. Boston Celtics, no one there to really worry about right now. In fact, the Celtics are flying. They are having an incredibly good season, and that's going to continue. Another smackingly good performance today. Brooklyn, on the other hand, welcome return for Cam Johnson. He only put in 11 points the other day. Not really great efficiency off the board, but he's easing himself back in with 25 minutes on his restrictions to play. Cam Thomas, the other Cam, the one that was the most elite scorer in NBA history, apparently, to start the season. Yep, he's out still. So what do we look at there? We look at him being out and what opportunities it's going to present for the Brooklyn Nets. 
So he's still out right there. Uh, ben Simmons is out. Now, he is say, listed as day-to-day with his injuries. Look, it's the hip again. I wouldn't be surprised if they do sit him in the next one. He's out until at least the 14th, so you can expect him maybe to miss the first game of the week. The big news there is Nick Claxton in Brooklyn is expected to return, which means other guys who are in there getting those minutes will not be getting those same minutes. We'll talk about those up there because Claxton was dropped in a lot of leagues. In fact, Claxton, if you take a little quick look in some Yahoo leagues because he's been out for so long, he was actually negatively dropped. And I was surprised. I was actually surprised to see him go down 2% in Yahoo. Some people have just like, they haven't held on long enough. You should have held on long enough. And you should have picked up Nick, if Nick Claxton exists on your waiver wire. I can only imagine this being the case in a oh, in a 10-team league. Like surely he doesn't exist in a 16-team league or a 14-team league. There is no chance on God's green earth. I should go into one of my leagues like that and have a look and see. Because if he is out there right now, and Nick Claxton is on your waiver wire, just do a check because people forget about I talked about this the other day. People forget about injured guys and they write them off. Don't forget about Nick Claxton. The fact that he is available in any league means that it's a 10-man league most likely and no one wants that. So who are you rolling out there? Is there only one center spot and there should be? If you're in a 10-man league and you have a crappy center, someone that you've picked in, maybe like a Valanciunas, He's been doing okay here and there. You picked him up. Wendell Carter Jr. went down. He was your guy. You've got to throw him out to the Wolves because he's out for another two to three weeks. You're right in Val. We'll drop Val and get Claxton back in your lineup. Maybe you've got to miss half the week. Maybe you miss like this week and you take it. But long-term, Nick Claxton is a top 50 guy. And if he's on your waiver wire in a 10-man league, just run. Just run out there and get him because very, very soon we're going to see guys like Daron Sharp not get any minutes and these other fellas that have been getting out there. The Royce O'Neill and DFS minutes in Brooklyn, they're all going to change very, very quickly. So keep your eyes on what happens there. Uh, other news, Charlotte. Now, the big one here, it's not really injury news. It's Miles Bridges is able to return from Friday pending any more action about the suspension. So it's not injury news for me, but for me, it's an important thing to keep my eye on that radar because PJ Washington has looked very good and he will probably take one of the biggest hits. Now, by my thinking, I'm thinking they're going to ease him back in. I don't expect him to be a starting five player on the first game that he's back. They'll put him off the bench. He hasn't played in over a year. He's got to be match fit. He's been practicing with the team, blah, blah, blah. They're going to just tow this line, regardless of the guy's a dick. Like he's What he's done is wrong. Like, let's let's not mess around with it. But if he's on your roster, you're going to have to bear with the minutes to be eased back in, and he goes from there, especially because Cody Martin, he's still out to the 14th. Now, they play on Tuesday in the NBA. Gordon Haywood, Book Knight is out. Rogier is still out. And they're all game time decisions around that time, especially Haywood. So if Gordon, who we know can be occasionally just deciding to be injured for an extended period of time goes down, just look around your league and check him out to see if he's around. Uh, Alex Caruso, game time decision. Paddy Williams uh, and obviously uh, Dale and Terry, one of the Terrys that won't see many minutes this season, are all out currently. So he's got a sprained toe, expected to be back um, questionable for Sunday's game, Alex Caruso. Now, if he doesn't play Sunday's game, just be conscious to start the week off with the Bulls do run into 
to start the week on the Monday. So it's a back-to-back set for Caruso. Not sure he'll play on that next game. Uh, Jared Allen is still on a minutes restriction with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Isaac Okoro is expected out with his knee injury. So Sam Merrill, Ty Jerome. Maxi Kleber moving into the Dallas Mavericks is out until at least the 25th of November. So we expect that to be out. Now, in his seed, We'll talk about one of the waiver pickups there and some of the guys we'll target later on. Just keep your eyes on Derek Jones Jr. Denver, Jamal Murray continues to be out. In Detroit, there was big news uh, with his ankle. Now, he's, his day-to-day, Durant's copped a couple of hits. I don't know if the Pistons are going to run him back out there. But Jalen Duran, he left the game with the Sixers with the ankle injury. Alec Burks and Jaden Ivey are both questionable as well. And Joe Harris has a sprained AC joint. In in Detroit, with Isaiah Livers also out until the 21st, and Bojan Bogdanovic is expected still out with his calf muscle until the 25th of November, giving you those additional minutes to guys like Sasa, who's been improved, performing incredibly well, and Killian Hayes, who is just killing it, Hayes, right now. He's killing it, Hayes. He has been incredible. I was very unsure of what was going to happen with him in Detroit this season. Look, to be fair, the guy partly saved my season last year when Cade went down. I've got nothing but respect. He, he managed to buoy me at times, though he killed me in percentages. If he was putting together what he'd put together in the last five games, now I've seen this from Killian Hayes before. There'll be five games where I think the man is unstoppable. He'll be just all over the place, doing absolutely everything, contributing across the board, and then he won't be. Just ride it while you can. Because he's only rostered in 53% of Yahoo leagues right now. And he is absolutely worth the spot on your roster. With these injuries, with the minutes that he is getting, 39 minutes in his last game. Huge. 29, 34, 34, 39, 26. This is good minutes. And Killian Hayes right now is someone to keep your eye on with all these injuries that have spotted up in Detroit. On to our next game. Really nothing to talk about with Golden State. They're healthy. Armin Thompson is out in Houston for the next little while. We're in Indiana. Jalen Smith and Aaron Naismith are both game-time decisions moving ahead into the games this week. The Clippers, it's funny to see a Clippers update that doesn't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard on it almost every other single day, but only Mason Plumley is really out there. He is down with the knee injury, giving more minutes to the center. Uh, Zubach has been playing very well there, so they've right ridden him a little bit more. And Brandon Boston Jr. is out with quadriceps. This is an interesting one. The Lakers off that huge win against Phoenix the other day. A great win, actually, for the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James is questionable for Sunday's game. Sunday's game is against the Portland Trailblazers, who definitively have sucked and who are under their own injury cloud right now. Now, he's listed as questionable. I don't know if we see LeBron James in this game to rest him for the week that is ahead. It's LeBron James. We can do the minutes restrictions, but they've got a four-game week about to play. They're on the tail end of this, this trip. For me, they've got this, this game is against the Trailblazers. Now, they need to win because the Lakers haven't been – look, they don't need to win. They'll, they'll probably still make the play-in or top six and whatever. But they do want to put a good record into start because they don't want to be in the position they were last year. He might come out and play, see how he goes, and then it might just be sore – and LeBron will go off the court, giving value to guys like Rui Hachimura and Christian Wood, who stepped in admirably the other day. Cam Reddish, Torian Prince. All these guys are readily available on waiver-wise. So very curious to see that last-minute decision with LeBron. Vanderbilt is still out with the heel, hasn't played this season, apparently returning this week. 
Jackson Hayes and Anthony Davis are also game time decisions. I would expect that maybe Davis plays and LeBron doesn't after that knee lock, that that calf and, and shin damage, like the, the entanglement, the, the knock from Kevin Durant the other day. Uh, Gabe Vincent also out and Jalen Huchifino until the 25th. Moving on to the Grizzlies, Jake LaRavia, Xavier Tillman are both game time decisions, whereas Derek Rose is expected back from his knee injury this week to give a bit more push and zhizh. Zhuzh. We can zhuzh it with some Derrick Rose. Look, we all want to see Derrick Rose play for the Grizzlies because we don't like watching Marcus Smart a lot lately. He's just looked absolutely average and shithouse, as have the Memphis Grizzlies. And I wish Matty O'Brien could hear me on that one. Rip around to Miami. Look, it's personal reasons. Butler's out. Kayla Martin is out as well. Um, they're going to be back hopefully for this week, but the ankle injury to Tyler Hero that he has sustained will keep him out for this week of action. So this is someone we just bench or gets that spot on that designation in there. Next news for the Milwaukee Bucks, Damian Lillard is still a game time decision with his calf strain, as too is Jay Crowder. Into the Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, Nas Reed are both game time decisions. Jordan McLaughlin is out until December and Jalen Clark, we don't really need to worry about. He is out until the 1st of January as well. The New Orleans Pelicans. Now they have a big week ahead. So what can we expect from the New Orleans Pelicans? They have this week going over their roster, the Pels have three games this week. They're spaced out in a way that, look, we know that J, uh, Jose Alvarado and CJ McCollum aren't back until later in November, after a couple more weeks there. So is Trey Murphy. He is edging closer to a return. Now, keep your eye on Trey Murphy if he's been dropped in your leagues. Some people have placed him in IL spots who have him. He is a worthwhile stash. I had him on one league. I've got so many injuries out, I had to let Trey go. It was a decision that I had to make, but he is only he is rostered in 65% of leagues. If someone is struggling who owns him and needs to make a move due to injuries like I had to in one league, you, you have to make a call. I managed to pick up a very good player. in. I won't say which league this was in. I probably think I did it in two. But he is a guy that people are just holding onto for dear life because he will play a significant role in the Pelicans when he comes and he has gone down 2% of ownership in Yahoo in the last couple of days. People get tired of waiting. They get tired of waiting. And even though this comes closer to the return date, what's it going to be? He's going to be eased back into action over time. So this is where when you've got a guy like Trey Murphy, the third, not the second, don't get confused on your waivers. When you've got Trey Murphy hanging around there, just keep your eye on as he comes closer. Two or three games out, how are you looking for the week? You're killing it? Yeah, you are. You feeling a bit ballsy? You want to get a bit risky? Well, you pick up a Trey Murphy the third. You stash him for the week. You run out the rest of those three games. You get your win. You might, you maybe lose one cat, especially if you're only counting victories, not cats. It's not going to really hurt you long term, especially if you're in a good position in your league. Definitely worthwhile for an ad, especially looking at those ones. Kenrick Williams is a game time decision for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Orlando. Now, they're a little bit interesting in the Orlando Magic right now. Very curious to see what's going on with Mark Helfoltz and his knee ailment. Look, he didn't play on Saturday because of that knee tendonitis, and Gary Harris has missed the last ones there. Obviously, Carter Jr. is out until later on in November and see when he is coming back in there as well. Now, look, Kelly Oubre, as I discussed, is already out for the Philadelphia 76ers, and Pat Bev is a game-time decision for them as well. In Phoenix, we've got Eric Gordon, Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, all game time decisions. Booker, I don't, sh I'm not sure when we see Devin Booker back this week. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have a three game week. Maybe he plays two of the three, but it would just like to be consistent. 
I've seen a couple of trades happen in leagues for Devin Booker. People aren't people are giving up a, a decent player for Devin Booker, but he's kind of got this third week after three weeks of the season and being not there consistently. Managers are starting to freak out a little bit. Can you buy Devin Booker just for a little bit lower than you should be able to? And I think the answer is yes to the right manager. Someone is going to look, if you could offer up maybe a third round pick that's going really well right now for a guy who's a potential first, second round pick guy in Devin Booker, maybe you've got a really, maybe you've got a flying fourth round guy right now who's doing really well and provides sets. Look, I wouldn't say fourth round. I'd say definitely in the third round zone. You could move in on Devin Booker, especially if that manager is freaking out. They've lost the first three weeks. They thought they had it set. They thought Book was going to be huge this season. The whole point book thing opposite Beal and Beal's not going to really be the point guard. It's going to be point book days. He's going to be amazing. He's a potential MVP candidate. Well, Durant's carrying the team right now. Book hasn't been healthy. You might be able to slide in there and get Booker for a decent player. On to Portland, absolutely wiped with injuries. Uh, Brogdon's listed out as game time decision for this week with hamstring. He has niggling injuries. They may not rush him. Scoot Henderson out until the 26th. Robert Williams out for the season. Anthony Simons not back until mid-December. We'll speak about the guy to pick up there, <coughs> Skylar Mays, and our waiver targets. Trey Lyles and De'Aaron Fox are still out for Sacramento. And Trey Jones is a game time decision for the San Antonio Spurs. Gary Trent Jr. is still a game time decision in Toronto, as too is Taylor Hendricks in the Utah Jazz. Out to about the 25th of November, we've got Walker Kessler with his UC, with his elbow, the funny bone. It's not that funny, is it, Walker? Hopefully, this explains why the shithouse performances. Hopefully, you've got him stashed in an IL spot, as you should by now, ditching someone else. I am hopeful of a, a better return for him when he comes back healthy in the season. He did look hesitant around the rim. He didn't look to be taking contact. Hopefully this gets sorted. The guy should throw a bloody elbow pad on as well because I don't think he was wearing one of those half the time. Get himself fixed, get himself back and watch that. Keep your eye on Walker Kessler on your waiver wires, especially this week when people are starting to struggle and he's been out for a week. So Walker Kessler is owned in 90% of leagues. Good. He should be but he's gone down 3% of ownership in Yahoo leagues in the last 24 hours, which means people are starting to set up for their week. They're pulling in their picks now and they're letting guys go. And they're letting guys who aren't performing well, Walker Kessler, tick, or who are injured, Walker Kessler, tick. He ticks two of the boxes that make managers freak out. Like just clearly they make managers freak out. Oh, he's injured? Oh, and he's shit right now? Cool. Don't want him on my team. Let me move in for a hot free agent who I can burn for two or three games without the long-term view. Walker Kessler will hopefully come back stronger and better than what he was. Talking about stronger and better than what they were, the Washington Wizards. Will it ever be the case? We never know. It might be 2042 and they may have a winning record. But for now, they're not going to be winning too much this week. And They've got a tough schedule, and they're without Delon Wright, who was an absolute, I don't want to say a waiver stud, but he was absolutely a showcase piece to bring in there for like the Washington Wizards at times because he was playing decent basketball. He was able to be good on the waivers, and he can do everything across the board, but that's pretty much the major injuries concern for how to do for your week there. That being said, though, let's move on to, I guess, a bit of a, not a game preview, but let's look at a preview for the week that is ahead. <laughs> 
right? Let's break it down in very simple lots. The four team games, the, the game, the teams with four games this week, the teams with three games and the teams with two games. On my list, I've got four games, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Knicks, the Thunder, Orlando, Philadelphia, Portland, Sacramento, and Toronto all play a four-game week this week. Three games are Atlanta, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Denver, Detroit, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Heat, the Timberwolves, the Pels, the Suns, the Spurs, the Jazz, and the Wizards. And two, this is a low-volume week, especially for those owners of Fred Van Fleet and Jalen Green and Alper and Shengun, because the Rockets only have two. Indiana owners, hello Tyrese Halliburton, hello Miles Turner owners, you only have two games from your studs there, especially your Benedict Matherin owners, he's been making a welcome return to form, and the Los Angeles Clippers only have two games, hello Harden, hello Westbrook, hello Paul George, hello Kawhi owners, and especially if you own two of those, you were on really low volume for some of your very key players this week. Now, of all of those teams, only based off the strength of their schedule, that and look, I, this it doesn't sound good when you say it, but of all of them, the, the Portland Trailblazers have the best schedule because they play up against Jazz and the Thunder. And now they've got heaps of injuries out there right now. Like they've, they've been decimated by it. They're not very good. They've shown some flashes. DeAndre Ayton has been better as well. But the one guy who has been doing very well for them has been Skylar Mays. Now, Skylar Mays is a pickup. He's an absolute grab and you watch him go. The other night, set it on. I know in a couple of leagues he's been swooped on. He was, look, they've converted him to a standard deal because of the injuries over in Portland. His line the other day was eight from 15, two from two from the line. He didn't get any threes, which was interesting for his stat line. Two rebounds. But the 11 assists, that was very impressive. 11 assists is a great booster. Two steals and only three turnovers. A three, like that's a, almost a four to one turnover ratio for Skyler the other day. Keep him in mind. People are going to be bringing him in there, and especially with a four-game week. And if he's going to be dishing dimes like that, you bring him in. You bring him in, you roll him out there. Now, it's interesting with the volume days, and we'll break down to the volume games, but if you need assists this week, preload Skylar Mays into your lineup, especially if he's going to be a distributor in this team. With Scoot out, they need it. With Anthony Simons out, they need it. With Brogdon carrying a bit of an injury tag, and it's Brogdon, he's always carrying an injury tag. The reason he didn't get traded to the Clippers is a brilliant player, but he gets hurt a lot. Skylar Mays might be a shout this week to help you lock up a couple of cats, especially if he's going to do it on efficient percentages. Yeah, he is a definite ad. He is definitely going to make it to the waiver wire, waiver wire target of the week for me, especially with the four games. Now, the other guys that are in there, the Bulls have the toughest schedule of all of those, but Kobe White has been around on a lot of waiver wires as well. Now, Kobe White was dropped, but he has been playing decently. I managed to drop him in a league and I picked him back up in one because he is only rostered in 44% of leagues, but he's been doing better. Now, his last game wasn't as efficient as the previous ones, but the assists have been nice. Six assists, seven assists, five assists, the last ones. He's been efficient from the free throw line all season long. Like he knocks down his free throws at an incredibly good rate there. He's Field goal efficiency is always going to be in question. 
But I've always stuck by Kobe White and said, look, there is a path for him to get minutes and there is an opportunity and he's doing okay. He's rosterable in a 12-team league. If you're in a 14-team league or a 16-team league, God forbid if he's available, what are you doing? In a 14 or a 16-team league, you need to add Kobe White right now. Just, just, just add Kobe White. A 12, if, you, if there's a guy that's ownable in a 12-team league and he's available in a 14 or a 16-team league, you, you add the guy immediately. You make that move. Check your leagues for Kobe White, especially with the four-game schedule this week. Now, it is a tougher schedule by strength of opponent because they've got the Magic twice and the Bucks, but the Bucks haven't been good. Who's guarding, who's guarding Kobe White? An injured Damian Lillard, if what Damian Lillard does is defense? Look, I think that's a good ad for the week. Now, the Raptors play all of their games at home as well, which is a huge win. They have a great home crowd. They don't have to travel. That's a strong schedule for the Raptors. Um, the Knicks and the Magic play their away trips this week. So we're looking at Raptors to bring in Gary Trent Jr. as a game-time decision. But if he's back looking for the week ahead, he is a good shadows there. Emmanuel quickly is on leagues for the New York Knicks. He has been playing well, and he has been rostered only recently. I was actually surprised to see how many leagues that he is available in. Quentin Grimes is also available in a lot of leagues. If you need a streamer and a starting shooting guard, he's not giving you much, but he can chip in by way of some decent percentages and steals. But Emmanuel quickly is only rostered in 60% of leagues. And he heated up the other day. 470 from the field, three three-pointers, 19 points, five assists and a steal. It's what he does. He does points. Cool. He gets you with some assists off the bench. Cool. And he was for all intents and purposes, one of the six men of the year candidates last year. He has a role in this team. He is an excellent stream target. Keep your eyes on Emmanuel quickly during the course of this coming week. Now, I guess the guys here we've got to be talking about as well for the New Orleans Pelicans, we're moving to our three games, is Jordan Hawkins was the guy who stepped into the role very, very well in the past week um, with, with CJ McCollum going down. There's other guys who are very interesting to me in that team to give me some additional stats. Valanciunas is around in a lot of leagues. If you need a center and some dependable percentages, he's been playing very well. You can roll him out there on your game week. Dyson Daniels is a target during the course of these ones. Now, of all of these guys, the Spurs have the best schedule of the three game week guys. They play against the Thunder, the Kings, and the woeful, woeful Memphis Grizzlies. Now, the Thunder is going to be a tough matchup. In fact, I actually think the Thunder versus the Spurs game is going to be one of the games of the week. We get Chet versus Wemby, two young teams who are making waves in the NBA head-to-head. Like, that is just going to be a fun game to watch. Streaming-wise, Trey Jones is a game-time decision. If he sits out, he comes back. You can get some assists on the side there. No really streaming options I would be saying or calling in a game like this for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But we're keeping our eyes on what happens over the course of the week. The Wizards, look, they've got those games this week. They're just... They've got a tough, they've got a brutal schedule this week as well, and they already suck. Um, The Jazz, the Warriors, the Hornets, and the Pels, now they play three games at home this week, a part of this schedule, while the Timberwolves are away. Just a bit of a a word warning. When we do this as well, we look at the schedule, we need to look at the strength of the day. So let's have a look at the games, the breakdown, and how they fall by way of days for this week. All right, looking at the week ahead, we want to chop it up like this. Monday, there's four games. Tuesday, there's 10 games. Wednesday, there's eight. Thursday, there's two. Friday, 11. Saturday, six. And on Sunday, nine. Now, you might say, Maddie, when are the back-to-backs this week? When am I going to get good back-to-back action? Well, 
none on Monday and Tuesday, none on Wednesday and Thursday, and none on Thursday and Friday. You can't use that one stream spot to get two games out of it for those two days because they don't exist this week. And in fact, it's really interesting. Of all the games this week, the Warriors, Heat, and Thunder play Thursday and Saturday. Now, that's key. Why? Because Thursday and Saturday are low-volume days. Thursday, there's two games. Saturday, there's six games. So you're going to have an open roster spot. With 11 games on Friday, you've already probably at max spots on your roster, and a guy is going to have to get benched anyway. So why do you want to bring in a guy for a Friday and Saturday back-to-back from a Hornet, a Bull, a Buck, a Pelicans, or a Knicks, or a Spurs guy when you're not going to be able to get that same usage out of them? Why? You don't do it. And that's important for a reason. You want to bring in those Thursday and Saturday guys. So of those teams, as I said, we're looking for guys from the Warriors, the Heat, and the Thunder. Now, those guys, if we're thinking about it, obviously on the Warriors, we're talking Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, Dario Saric. He has been playing really, really well for them. Chris Paul has been dropped in leagues. I don't know why. I mean, he's been inconsistent at times and he's not shooting the ball well, but it's Chris Paul. Bring him in. If he's around in your league, get him into your squad. Again, it's Chris Paul and he'll be more consistent over time. And again, he continues to be a guy that has dropped religiously around leagues. And I have no ideas why. In fact, I had a, this was a very quick little look I did the other day. I was like, I wonder how many leagues Chris Paul's been in. Well, he's been dropped in 2% of leagues. And it's because of the inefficiencies. And that's fine, but he's still getting you the steals and he's still getting you the assists. And it's Chris Paul. I'm not saying there's a sentimental spot for him, but you can bring him in and definitely put him into these positions where you can get those games. Otherwise, you're relying on the other Warriors guys like Moody, Kaminga, and Saric. If you're looking at Heat guys, especially with the injury right now to Tyler Hero, look, Duncan Robinson, Josh Richardson's going to get a bunch of those minutes. Haysmith, um, Kyle Lowry. These are the guys you probably want to be looking at around there. And in the Thunder, There's no one really standing out off the bench right now. Look, if you need a big, you could probably get some Jalen Williams minutes, but Kaysan Wallace seems to be playing well and establishing himself in a role there for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that's about it for those guys. But if you've got a spot on the Sunday, look to the back-to-back that you can bring into the Monday for the week after. So this is where that gets a little bit interesting because you could go for the Saturday and the Sunday spot. So that's an interesting put. The Saturday and the Sunday, guys, are the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, and the Thunder. So if you can milk that position out and you can get someone else in for the Mavs, the Grizz, or the Thunder, again, that's where Kaysan comes into the conversation, you can look for Mavericks. So guys like Grant Williams, Tim Hardaway, and Derek Jones Jr., the floor spaces, the other guys who are getting really good opportunities to knock down shots and play their roles this season. Also, Derek Lively, he's about the place. He's around in a lot of leagues. So Derek Lively the second, because the first one wasn't that good. He's only rostered in 49% of Yahoo leagues, which means he's around there. Now he's been inefficient at times, but still he can put up big numbers. So if you're chasing those center stats, if you're looking for the rebounds and some blocks, Derek Lively becomes one of those really important assets to look for with that Mavericks team on the Saturday and the Sunday. That's an important play you could do right there. Bring in guys like even Joshy Green, possibly, or if you're going to tactically go into one of the Grizzlies guys, I don't know why we want the Grizzlies guys that much. They're not performing that well, but look, you can get value out of them. Bismack Biombo, Zaya Williams playing well, Santi Aldama, uh, Luke Kanan by way of threes. These are guys you can pivot into for that Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. And if you're setting yourself up really strong and you've got that edge that you need to win your week, 
Think about the Sunday to lock it down and move into your Monday. This is where you're looking at your Celtics, your Nuggets, your Pistons, your Rockets, and your Kings. Now, the Kings already are on a four-game week. They finish the four-game week, and then they go into the back-to-back on the Monday, which means you know they're not going to be playing a lot of games next week. But this is where Keegan Murray comes into play. Keegan Murray has been playing incredibly well his last game, and he's always going to do better. He was going to do better, Keegan Murray. I I wanted good things for Keegan this season. I think he's integral to the success of the Sacramento Kings, and he was ditched on a lot of waiver-wise. He was not playing very well at all. He started to find some rhythm at the beginning of the season. He dropped off. His field goal percentage has been erratic. It's actually been pretty horrendous, to be fair. But he had a good bounce back game the other day. 470 from the field, 100% from the free throw line, three, 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 three threes, 24, 11, an assist, three steals, and a block. They're very good numbers. Don't like the three turnovers from him in this position, but still, they need something in Sacramento to buoy the team while De'Aaron Fox is out. Look no further than one Mr. Keegan Murray because he has upside in this team. Kevin Herter has upside in this team. Like Malik Monk has got upside in this team until De'Aaron Fox is out. So you can look to stream in those guys because the Kings, those blokes can score. In the Pistons, Killian Hayes is still available in 50% of leagues. Like Killian Hayes is still around. And if you want to pivot yourself during the course of this week to get him onto your team, there's nothing wrong with it. They've got a three-game week. So you use him for the two games. And is he worth a while for now? Yeah. Now, Jaden Ivey's back. Alec Burks will be coming back very soon. Is it going to be the same for Killian? Look, time will tell. I've been burned by him before. But then at the same time, when Cade went down last season, I dropped Cade. I picked up Killian straight away because I had nothing better to do with my time. And he played well until he didn't. And then I found someone else who was good, and I put him on my team. And that's how you manage your fantasy roster. And right now, he's playing really well. And in a 12-team league, he's look, he's almost worth a spot in a 10-team league at this point in time. It's just not sustainable. 12-team, yeah, stream him in. 14 or 16-team, keep him. Keep him for the time being and for as long as you can because he's been playing well enough to 100% be rostered in a 14 or 16-team league. But this is curious. When I look at how oft, like where he is rostered and how much he is rostered, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense that he's rostered in 53% of leagues. I would say that's almost every 10-man league. Most 12s, sorry, every 16, every 14, a lot of 12s, and he's available in 10s. God forbid he's available in a 14 or a 16-team league. Just check, because if he is, you should be that owner. And just tweet me at NBAGWiz and like, hey, Maddie, you're not going to believe it. I just found Killian Hayes. On my waiver, put a claim and I got him because someone must have dropped him in there, an idiot. Or he was just sitting there and someone wasn't paying attention to the NBA. That's what you need to do to pivot into those roster spots really hard. And I guess that about wraps it for me. I will catch you on Tuesday night for the pickup with Maddie Malley. And I'll be back on this show again with Maddie next week for the chase down. We have a huge show also coming up. It's a surprise. We'll put it out on our socials very, very soon. But until then, you take care all. Peace.